Hi there. This is Renee Fournier. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to listen to my podcast. It is my prayer that it would be a blessing to you and that you would simply get to know this wonderful, absolutely amazing creation that you are, designed beautifully by the Master, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit Himself. Flaws? Well, yes. Brokenness? Of course. But know this, the more you and I embrace the cross Jesus, the more our broken pieces are transformed into something ultimately beautiful. Now let's tune in to see what the Lord has to say to us today. Okay, so we're going to be talking about who God says you are and the lies that you possibly embrace um, or you struggle with uh, embracing uh, the lies of who mama daddy said you were versus who God actually says you are. Okay, we're going to be looking at uh, Judges 6, um, 11 through 15 roughly, but you really need to read that entire passage so you can get the full story of what's happening with Gideon. And let me give you the scriptures first off. It says, then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Oprah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abizar. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. He's hiding, guys. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. The angel of the Lord appeared, okay? Sir, Gideon replies, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Gideon, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. That's with an exclamation point, by the way. Here comes Gideon again. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least in my entire family. Hmm, That's with Gideon's exclamation point. The Lord says to Gideon at this point, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Now, check this out. Let's go to Psalms 139, 13 through 14. This is talking about how you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Yes, marvelous. How well I know it. Then the next verse I want to look at is, has to do with who you are, your identity in Christ. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. I am a part of the goodness of God. You are a part of the goodness of God. For he called us out of the mar- out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. 
Who are you? You you are God's people. Once you receive no mercy, now you re, you have received God's mercy. That's the first Peter 2 verses 9 and 10. That's who you are. And then let's talk a little bit about Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved as souls old, souls old eternally, souls old even here in the now while you're living here on earth. You are being kept from harm and danger, destruction, because you are so old, but you have to walk in it and you have to know it for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by only declaring your faith that you are saved. That is the New Living Translation. You may want to read Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 in several different translations, but we're going to jump right in and let's talk about Gideon. Let's talk about you. Who are you? And who do others say you are? Let's talk about how you need to embrace who God says that you, who God says you are. Who are you? And what are you anyway? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God calls Gideon a mighty warrior. Don't you know that what God says you are and who God says you are? That is who you are. That is what you are. There are no ifs, ands, and buts. You are who God says you are. Yet, the characteristic for being what or who God has defined you to be may be non-existent, but God takes what's there and calls it such. Mighty warrior, although Gideon was hiding like a little scaredy cat, hiding like a coward, God himself greets Gideon with his name and he states that the Alpha and the Omega is with you, Gideon. And he says to Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. In Judges uh, chapter 6, verse 12, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So then who are you? Let me ask that. What are you? I'm not asking what has man, mere mortal, your mama, your daddy, or even a friend, a so-called friend has declared you to be. I'm asking who has God declared you to be? What has God declared that you should do? Why is it that we quickly latch on to what someone that is a mere mortal declares us to be. We will not embrace the truth. It is easier to hang on to the negative as opposed to clinging to the truth of what the creator has said about us. It is true that the power of life and death lies in the tongue. But imagine Jesus speaking and creating the entire universe. He created you. He created me. So we must believe what he says about us. Let's try flushing out the words that others have said about us and what we're capable of doing. Let's flush that down the toilet and embrace what God says. 
God says that he made you. He knitted you together carefully in your mother's womb. Sometimes I think we focus so much on the physical DNA and spiritual DNA of our families that we tend to render the DNA of Christ within us totally useless. If I have been sozoed, now let me tell you what that means. That's, that means fully saved on this earth, fully saved eternally, then I have Jesus's DNA within me and that covers me. That covers DNA mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We often give more power to the flesh than we should. I have, and you have as a believer, dunamis power inside you. And it exterminates anything we allow it to exterminate. I know you may be thinking, well, why won't it just trump our free will and wipe it totally out? Well, that is not the type of God we serve. We serve the God that is personable and desires free will for each of us. We have the ability to choose. So the word of God tells us that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask, think, or even conjure up in our little small pea brain minds. But it is according to the power that is at work within us. Each of us have the power in our own individual containers. But if the lid is on the container and we desire to stay right there absorbing the DNA of mama and daddy, family. Well, my mom battled depression or my daddy suffered with heart conditions. That's in the physical and also emotional heart conditions. Uh, So I'll battle with this too. Oh, for me, it's the many different illnesses that plagued our family and uh, so often I'll hear siblings speak, speak it upon me and my family. They'll say stuff like, oh, well, you know what? Our entire family has diabetes, so it's going to come up on you. Well, I continue to say this. May those words fall dead to the ground because I have been sozoed by God. I have Jesus's DNA within me. I've heard people even say, you would never be anything because your family was nothing. Amazing how someone whose life is only but a vapor, yet we give them that level of authority within our lives. If God has told you what you are to do, then go and do it. If God has declared who you are, then walk in it and live in it. Whoever God has declared you to be is to always in some way help someone else and point back to God's boundless love. Whatever God has told you to do, do it as as he reveals the hows and the winds. It's okay to look to others to bounce things off of, but you had better be grounded firmly rooted in Jesus and his instructions before beginning your journey of being the you that he, Jesus, has called you to be. Whatever that you is, will always point back to Jesus if it is ordained 
of him. In Judges 6, there are so many rich demonstrations of God's love for Gideon and his patience with Gideon from Gideon needing affirmation as to it truly being God. And then Gideon making a foolish statement like we sometimes do. If God is with us, then why has calamity fallen upon us like this? How is it that we can stray away from the Lord? I need you to answer this. We stray away from the Lord and what he has instructed us to do. We're straying away from that. And then turn around and ask, why has the Lord deserted me? Hmm. My point is this. It matters not where we are, whether it be that we've latched on to the words of mortal man saying we can't when God has said go forth and do it. Or perhaps we've gotten stuck with this idea that God is no longer with me, so I can't and I am who others say that I am. Kind of like Gideon. God, you're saying you're with me and calling me mighty warrior, but, and this is in verse 13, but you go ahead and you fill in the buts. All of the buts when God says go or do. And in all of that, when you have a but, when God has told you to do a particular thing, it's, it's going to lead to disobedience. We see such great compassion in verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Just go. Just do. Just be in the strength you have. Whatever you have left, God can take what's left and do astronomical things with it. As a matter of fact, Gideon, we see later, later on, he had a large army, but God had him reduce it to almost nothing. Everything you lost in the fire of life, your energy, your zeal, your hope, whatever it was, God will fill you up with more of him. Simply watch what he will do with what's left. He will take what's left and he'll make you have leftovers is what I like to say. If you're finding yourself embracing the world's labels of you, uh, your family's labels, change it by embracing Jesus. If you already know Christ, then seek forgiveness for uh, walking in fear and for restraining the power, the anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life. Confess with your mouth, Jesus, I declare you to be the be Lord over my life this day. I am yours. I am who you say I am. I am more than a conqueror. I can do. I will do all things through the power of your spirit. Jesus is Lord over my spirit, my soul, my mind, my will this day. And if you do not know Christ, the first step to gaining courage to become the you that God has called you to be is to receive the gift of salvation by doing, I call it the simple ABCs. A, you admit to God and to yourself that you are a sinner and that you are in need of saving. B, 
Believe that Jesus is God's son and that he died to save you and give you eternal life. Believe that God raised him from the dead and that he is now seated right beside the father interceding on your behalf. And then see, confess it, tell it, say it out loud with your mouth what we said in A and B. And then sozoed eternally happens yes you have salvation so right now i just want you if you are not a part of god's family if you're not a part of the family family of believers to pray this prayer with me jesus i admit that i am lost a sinner in need of a savior And I know that you are the only Savior, the only way to God. I accept your death as repayment for all the things that I have done wrong in my past, in my present, and even in my future. I believe that God raised you from the dead, Jesus, and that you are now right beside him interceding for me. Thank you for receiving me as your child. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear friend, if you prayed this prayer, welcome into the family of God. Know this, the angels are rejoicing over your decision Yes, indeed, a party is being thrown for you because of your new birth in Christ. I want to conclude with this final point. After salvation, the container of dunamis, unlimited power, is installed into you, your vessel, and it's ready to be released Begin releasing the power by releasing your plans and embracing God's plans for your life. And daily confess this, Jesus, I believe I am who you say I am, a chosen generation, a holy priesthood, royalty, unstoppable because of the dunamis power within me, your Holy Spirit. So in Judges 6, 14, it says this, the Lord turned to him, that's Gideon, that is, and he said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So then, my friend, with the strength you have remaining, whatever you have remaining, after life has battered you, you take what remains with God himself. You go Do, go, be, go, flourish in Jesus and become who he has called you to be. If you did make a decision to be a part of the royal family of Jesus, please email me at prayer at TulsaCoxMail.com. That's P-R-A-Y-E-R-N-J-F at Tulsa, T-U-L-S-A. C-O-X as an X-ray, 
mail, M-A-I-L.com, and share with me your decision. I would love to connect with you and also connect you with some resources to help you grow in your walk with Christ. Thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, I say to you, dear friend, rejoice, for you have this anchor for your soul. This, what is this? This anchor is Jesus Christ. Thank you.